Welcome to another episode of Soul Searcher with Natalie Brown. This is your journey to spiritual enlightenment and soul alignment and I'm so excited to share more of my wisdom, more of my love and to lead and serve with love and to be able to help you create the life that you absolutely love. Welcome everybody. I'm here today with my beautiful guest, Katie Benway. Thank you so much for being here, Katie. Welcome to the Soul Searcher podcast. And we are so excited to be talking about the topic spiritual courage and making soulful change. And as you know, these conversations always take us many different places. So let's see where this goes. So welcome, Katie. Tell us where are you from and what is it that you do? Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. So I am in the United States on the East Coast. I'm in New Hampshire. I'm about an hour north of Boston. Um, And so for 13 years, I have worked as a psychic, a medium, a certified life coach. Um, And I was just born this way. And so it it took me some time to find my path and find my way. Um, But I was born seeing people on the other side. I was born able to understand and know things that um, I shouldn't understand and know. Um, And I would say over the last 13 years, one of the things I've loved about my work is that it's brought me front and center of um, to how people make change and greet transformation in their lives. And so a lot of the work I do now is more like uh, kind of soul coaching. You know, that could include past lives or guided meditation or talking to a deceased loved one on the other side. But it's all about uncovering those deep patterns, what we're conscious of, what we're not quite conscious of, um, and bringing those up and working those through so that people can live lives from their souls. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I feel really fortunate and lucky that I get to do what I believe I'm on the planet and meant to be doing. Mm, oh that gives me goosebumps <laughs> that is so beautiful um what I believe I'm here to do I love those words and often I feel that we have so many different callings and it's those different you know things that we're being pulled and pushed towards and everything that moves us closer to doing more of what we love and what we're here to do as such and sometimes it takes a lot of unearthing of those belief systems that we have you know death cycles rebirth cycles to go through and it takes spiritual courage so what does spiritual courage mean to you in your own words my love sure and I'm I'm working on my second book now which is going to be about spiritual courage because I've realized just in working with tens of thousands of people from across the world that I this is really like one of the fundamental existential tools I think we need to develop as humans Um, not only in order to sort of um, get through these human incarnations and learn what we're meant to learn and evolve and grow as we're meant to evolve and grow, but also to live from the soul. And so for me, um, you know, the traditional definition of courage is, is like the ability to do something you're afraid to do. And when I think of spiritual courage, I see this really as our ability to meet Um, a demand for change that will permanently transform us Mm. and spiritual courage to me is when we come to that change and so often that change is coming up in a nagging or intuitive way or we know what we need to do but it takes some time years to do it and that's okay Mm. Um, but I think spiritual courage is when you can really admit a, a deep truth to yourself a deep abiding truth 
um, that cannot be ignored. And if you ignore it, you will suffer. Um, And then have the courage to, to move through a change, make a change that's often inconvenient in your own life that will permanently transform you. Um, and usually lead you to a place where at first you don't quite recognize where you are. And of course you do get your bearings. Um, but I think that's just the hallmark of, of spiritual courage in this kind of transformation is there's absolutely that period of feeling lost and like you don't recognize what's going on around you. Yeah, so beautiful. And I love that you said finding your deep truth because that's all that it is about what is your truth not your mother's truth not your father's truth not anyone else's truth but yours and it's when you find that truth and you start unearthing more of you around that truth that the beauty becomes you it's like you you see more of the beauty within you and you unearth all of your gifts and 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 everything and how it works and how you fit into this world or maybe not fit into this world and that's all perfect. So courage is about, you know, staying determined, I suppose, as well, and not giving up on yourself and not going, oh, well, you know, I've failed. I've done the hard yards. I've got the t-shirt and I don't want to do this anymore. We are such a creative species. And so we are continuing to create upon ourselves, continuously unearthing the, the most beautiful parts of ourselves, And sometimes we have to look at the shadows and go, well, okay, that's not so great, but what do I do with this now? So, you know, coming back to deep truth, if, what is it that was your deep truth that made you step into the work that you're doing today? Yeah, that's a perfect question. Um, so a lot of my conditioning, so let's start with the backdrop of my conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my conditioning and wounding was around being type A, being perfect, um, you know, getting great grades in school, staying off the radar, not being problematic. Um, and the payoff to that conditioning was that I was the consummate overachiever. And so I was the ideal employee. And when I graduated from college and went out into the world, I was doing communications, marketing, public relations. I was the best employee ever, (laughs) right? (laughs) Because I would ignore my own needs and suppress my own exhaustion um, and serve something outside of myself. And I had a career in corporate communications for about 12 years. And I would say in the last four years of that, I began to say things like my soul is dying or um, I'm losing myself. And I would go home from work once a week crying and not necessarily about something that, that had occurred during the day. Um, just sort of like this, to me, kind of like mysterious symptom of, of not fitting. Um, and it was around that time that I got reconnected with a dear childhood friend of mine who is a very gifted, intuitive tarot reader, astrologer. And she we had this beautiful conversation. She was the first person I ever said out loud to, I see dead people. And I began what was really just my process of integrating, metabolizing all of the stuff that had always gone on in my world that I'd never really told anyone about. Um, And the more I integrated it, the more it became really clear that I needed to create structure around it and go be this person um, and, you know, do this for work or in service, however you might want to say that. Um, and so that was my deep abiding truth. And I would say one of the big tests for me, um, because I had built up a great career in corporate communications. My big test at that point was to leave that. So the safety of being an accepted person in society, um, paycheck, 
benefits, et cetera. I just had my first child who he was eight months old. Um, and I left to start this work, to start my own business. Um, and I knew full well, I was doing something that many people in my, you know, kind of corporate life could easily say, Katie's going crazy. Um, and, and I just had to do my first piece of work around, they might say that, and I know I'm not. And 13 years later, I'm so much more grounded in that than I was then. Um, but it was a truth that I couldn't ignore and I was suffering it if I continued to ignore it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, that deep truth was calling you, your soul was calling you forward, wasn't it? And was saying, come on, Katie, the same thing happened with me. I was in corporate, I come from a corporate background, investment banking, you know, the good girl, do everything by the book, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, big egos to fight there. And, you know, but I am, I remember Spirit saying to me, I said to Spirit, why am I here? And this was later in life when I started doing my work. Um, or why was I there? And they said to me, because you were needed there. Your energy was needed there. You know, we would have the coffee um, conversations with people that um, there was a sense of compassion that was, you know, I was bringing to the space and an understanding that was not there before. So Mm -hmm. I understand also why I needed to be in that corporate space now, but thank goodness I'm out of it because (laughs) I was not thriving there. And I remember five years, actually four years, probably before, um, I moved into the work. Actually, I got a bit of a kick up the butt from spirit. I was in a massive accident in Melbourne and that changed my complete, my life completely. And um, I could hear spirit. I could hear these voices and I was going, oh my gosh, am I going crazy? What is happening to me? And um, it was just my soul calling me forward. It was my guides, my team saying, come on, there's more to life. There's more than this. Um, being stuck in a rut, doing the nine to five. I'm not saying, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing your nine to five, but if you don't love it, if you, it doesn't make your soul sing, if it doesn't make you feel alive, then don't do it. Then find a different way of doing things. Um, And there's always, there's always choices. And I feel this is the biggest thing around spiritual courage is to listen to the voice, the soul voice that comes through you. The soul voice is often that gentle nudge, you know, that moves you forward and it comes continuously. It's not a big bombardment of saying, now you've got to get out kind of thing. Um, yeah, and it's it's interesting that, you know, we, we touch on spirit guides because when you say, I see dead people. Um, mm-hmm. My family, my young child this morning said to me, mom, last night I didn't go to sleep until 1 a.m. because I walked through the house and I could see lots of people around me and there was someone looking out the window at me and so you know he's psychic we're all psychic but it's about not being afraid of it and so I said to them I said to him this morning you know that it's okay to see them and if they perhaps they're just inquisitive and they know that you can see them so often they just want to they just want to connect in that way but they can't do anything to you unless you choose to do or to talk to them or engage with them or have a conversation with them. And I think this is the biggest thing around spiritual courage as well is when you have your gifts activating in a, at a level that you have as well, Katie, that you are not afraid of it, that you take that step forward, you answer that call, right? And you go and do what you came here to do because that is your gift. It's nothing to be afraid of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people ask me a lot, like, how did you build 
you know, a business. And I, and I always struggle sort of calling it a business. I mean, I am in business, but Mm -hmm. it feels like that word is, is um, it's too 3d. It's not enough, but my, and my answer is sort of not sexy. My answer is I do my own work. I do my own healing work at any given time. I have like four coaches, a chiropractor, a naturopath, (laughs) an acupuncturist. And so for me, the more that I walk my talk and am um, like a living embodiment of curiosity, connection, courage, Mm -hmm. um, willing to suffer, willing to kind of be in that, in that, you know, dark tunnel place, and then figuring out how to work it through. For me, the more I have leaned into and lived from my soul, the more my work or business has become traditionally successful. I would say it's deepened and it's uh, like, you know, I work with fabulous people, wonderful people who are courageously showing up and telling profound truth. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a big part of, like, if you say to me, like, why are you here? I think whatever stuff I have that's activated, it's just like a toolkit. Um, And I am here to walk with people as they courageously tell their own truths Mm -hmm. to themselves and then potentially other people in the world. And we all need someone willing to hear us and not judge and to love and to witness and to be okay with where we are. Um, And I feel really honored to be able to, to, to do that kind Mm -hmm. of work. Um, And I do think my previous corporate life really prepared me for this. People tell me all the time, Katie, you're accessible and you're down to earth. And I, um, yeah, I, I think that my path really helped me understand how to engage with people where people were coming from and also just not to judge people. Um, you, you know, everyone's got something going on and is usually just doing their best. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it really prepared me to do this work. I have zero regrets about you know, how that all started. And I'm also really thrilled that I had the courage to end it, you know, when I was in my late twenties, you know, and not wait too long. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that because I feel that, you know, it is totally what you said. It's about, it helped you ground, helped you understand people, help you look at life from a different perspective. And that's Mm -hmm. the thing, you know, soulful change comes from being able to look at life with a different perspective completely and understanding that actually there is a different perspective because a lot of people go oh no this is my way this is how I'm navigating life and if I go this way or that way I don't feel safe so in terms of soulful change you know what what are the key points or maybe some tools that you can give people around soulful change and what that means for you well I think you just said something that's really important which is Um, a lot of times we are reticent to make the change that's calling us because it doesn't feel safe. And so I think it's really important, number one, to honor that, you know, we live in a society. I mean, I don't think we've quite hit our tipping point yet. You know, we're, we're still in the patriarchy. We're still in a society that is asking us to, um, subscribe to a certain idea of what safety is. And so, I always honor for people, there are real threats. It's not just a perception. Mm -hmm. Um, There are real threats to acknowledge and work through when you're answering um, deep calls to make soulful change. I think the other sort of piece about something not feeling safe is, of course, our own wounding or conditioning from family. And I know for so many of us, 
making change that aligns us with our souls often brings about some kind of referendum with family of origin, community, friends, et cetera. Um, and some of us come through that and have acceptance and some of us come through that and that doesn't go well <laughs> and we're cast out. And, mm. um, and so I think that's a big piece of this too. So one of the things I always say to people is let's look at where you feel this is not safe and honor it. We're not going to talk you out of it. We're not going to goal set around it and charge you through. We have to go in and deeply honor where in your body is this held? What is, what is that voice telling you? What kind of healing is possible? And I think this is the hallmark of courage, right? Like you will at some point do it afraid. You will make a change without solving for everything, every single safety variable. You will at some point do it afraid. Um, and, and I think that's like the third piece around safety is we, each of us is called to create safety within our own bodies, our own being and, and the container of our lives. And I know for me, the most pro one of the most profound changes I've been through happened in the last couple of years. And a lot of my life, everything I knew it went away. And um, my footprint in my life is much smaller. Um, the people that I lean on, it's a much smaller list and that is okay. Mm -hmm. And so that would have been really hard for me 10 years ago. That would have felt in, uh, sort of like in inherently unsafe. Today, it actually feels safer in my body that I have five friends who resolutely love me and I have better um, daily habits, rituals, routines, a devotional relationship with my body and my well-being. Mm -hmm. So my life has gotten a little bit smaller in a way. And, and I do also know there's expansion coming. Um, but I got okay with uh, letting things go and creating a container of safety in my world and my being and my body that could support me. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is so beautiful. I love the word devotional relationship with yourself. That is the word devotion is so juicy. It's just so beautiful, you know, to devote time, energy, space, love, whatever it is that you require. I don't like using the word need. It's, you know, need, we have a need. Yes, we have needs, but actually below that need is the desire, a, a real desire. And when we can devote time and energy and space to ourselves, that's when we can really create and transform our lives, create the change that we want to create, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I always, and I always say this, my people that's listening to this will know, my saying is on the other side of fear lies your greatness. So when you do not devote time and energy to unearthing that greatness, then the shadow will continue to rule and the belief systems will continue to rule all of you, right? Until you come to that space of actually, I'm done with this. I want to feel and, and be and, and truly be in my deep truth and essence of who I am. And a lot of people out there that's listening to this will know that they've had the soul calling. You know that this is happening. We are at a space of profound evolution for humanity right now. We are having quantum calibrations that is beyond anything that we have ever experienced. So in terms of um, the spiritual sciences that we're experiencing as well, and our team that's supporting us and our life that is being recalibrated, you know, it is always coming back to devoting your time and energy to what matters to you. 
what matters to me and that's the biggest question here who am I now what matters to me you can't make a change for anyone else right you can only do it for yourself and this change if this change means that you've got to step up as a way shower if you've got to step up to do the work that you came here to do absolutely rightly what you said you've got to go through fear you've got to face your fear move through it and get out the other side and I often say that you know when you've gone through it you look back and you go well actually hang on that wasn't so bad (laughs) why did I hold back for so long right Right. it's just Mm -hmm. the perception of that pain or that fear that we're holding on to that's stopping us from actually doing what we came here to do Mm. yeah yeah so I, do you want to add anything to that? So I just want to share with you this image I always get when I talk about de- like a devotional relationship with myself, or like I'll talk to clients about a devotional relationship with their guides. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is this has helped me as I've made big changes in my life. I, I sort of envision myself as a priestess. And in my view, it's sort of like this cave-like temple. And it's a, it's kind of dark. It's sort of lit by torches, maybe. And I look like a priestess and, and my job is to just visit like the fire of my soul, maybe daily or weekly, and just put one log on the fire. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I'm having um, like a really hard time or I'm in the thick of big transformation and it's not time for like the huge leap of faith yet, I'll go to that image and say, what's one log I put on the fire today? And, you know, sometimes like it's a nap or a break from work. And then other times it's okay, you you know, make this phone call or start getting this lined up. Um, but I find that in that devotional relationship space, I'm more, I'm in, am I'm in a more sacred place of receiving my ego is set aside. My fears are set aside and I'm able to receive that guidance around what I always say is that next right step. Mm. And then I'm able to take that. And I think that that builds, and this is, I think another piece of the conversation is it builds self-trust. And Mm. so if I can trust myself, when I go to my sweet little priestess cave to say, what's one log on the fire? Okay. Today it's this. If I can just execute that and do that on behalf of my soul, even if I don't know what the point is, even if Mm. I think taking a nap seems lazy. Um, it, it builds self-trust with unseen forces, my soul, my guides, you know, um, all of these forces. And it helps me move toward my outcome and not only move toward my outcome, but be the person who is prepared to implement and integrate that outcome. Cause mm. I'm being changed. We're being changed as we're going through the transformation, like the stuff of us is being changed so that we are ready to pull off whatever we've got to pull off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So beautiful. While you were talking, Spirit is showing me, almost like an analogy, they're showing me you, you when you stand at the bottom of a mountain, right? We always look at the mountain, up at the mountain, and we think, oh my gosh, how am I going to get to the top, right? We've got to do the hard yards, go up the mountain, scale the mountain. And they go, actually, what if you had wings? <laughs> And you could just fly up, you know, Mm -hmm. we make things so much harder, so much more difficult than what it should be. So 
I think, you know, with that, thank you, Spirit, for sharing that. With that, there is there's actually an easy way out for everything. But we've got to have that courage and the, that determination and that relationship with self yeah. to really have clear boundaries around who we are and what we stand for and what matters. Um, mm-hmm. And that's so important. And, you know, living in alignment with divine forces. I want to get into that conversation sure. next because um, I feel this is so important. When we live in alignment with a divine force within us, because we are a divine force there is nothing that can stand in our way just ourself and so there's many beautiful beings here supporting humanity that is helping our ascension helping our evolution our awakening and um, like I said many timeline shifts yeah. however how do we you know for those that's listening out there because it's all big words living in alignment with divine forces and like what is this you know what does it mean Maybe you can share some, you know, beautiful bits around that and what it means for you and how people can actually move into living more in alignment with the divine forces they have within. Yes. So I learned this as a true student of the universe. So as someone who does see people on the other side, and I have since I was a little, little kid, um, they taught me about this. And, and so I believe, and, and I would offer this and take it if it resonates, that unseen forces, unseen divine beautiful forces want to build conversational relationships with us because we're human and we're in the physical world and conversation give and take. This is how we grow. This is how we are relational and, and, you know, kind of like bounce off of each other and build. And so um, whether that's someone on the other side, I think that, um, those loved ones send us messages, right? In all sorts of forms. Mm -hmm. Um, Another example that I often turn to is nature. If you say to nature, okay, this week, I'm going to talk to you, talk to me, I'm listening. There's the most beautiful conversation will happen in the form of butterflies and birds and sunshine and clouds and rainbows and all, Mm -hmm. you know, all of the things. Um, I think too, when we think about our own personal, like the divine forces within us, the divine forces of our soul, our soul wants a conversational relationship with us. And that's how I sort of came up with my priestess image. But I do a lot of guided meditation with people where we go in and just ask, what's my next right step? And that's the beautiful thing I think about, I, you know, I call them loving unseen forces is they often, they're never going to demand of you to execute, you know, the, the whole change in, in one fell swoop, a bit, a step, an action, a word, an intention, a belief, a consideration is enough. And mm. if you think about building a relationship, you know, think about the best relationships you've ever built. They were built over um, a chat in the hallway, going out to lunch, you know, maybe then going, you know, to a concert together. When you think about getting to know someone that you really love and feel comfortable around, that relationship was built over time and each of you revealed parts of yourselves as it was safe and comfortable and greeted with love. Um, so I, I encourage people, greet those unseen forces with love, ask them, you know, I'm, you know, talk to me and they're always talking to you, but I'm listening and then when you see a sign, feel a sign, hear a message, believe it. And you don't mm-hmm. have to have that down perfect. It's okay if your head, you know, if you want to say, oh, I'm making this up. But give it some space 
in uh, give it some room where you believe it and then lean in and respond and I think that's the big thing you can say in your head oh gosh I I may be making this sign up because I really really you know I'm attached to the outcome okay you might be but you could also lean in and say yeah why don't I take one next right step toward this Mm -hmm. and so it's it really is just like these little bits and pieces and it's relational and conversational. This is how I think we solve our problems. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? It's yeah. about being curious. Yeah. About being curious and not, um, you know, not thinking that we're stupid. I really want to say that because yeah. we're not stupid. We are an amazing, magnificent species. Mm. And, you know, there is so much that we can learn if we just dive in a deep dive within ourselves and you beautifully said you know show me what's next that is my conversation with spirit every day when I'm waking up in the morning I go right show me my more show me what's next what is what am I here to do today how am I here to serve you know um what is it that I need to understand? All of those those questions. And we often just like, okay. And this is the thing Spirit reminds me, and I always say this as well. They showed me a door and they said, right, we are behind that door. We're knocking. If you don't open that door, we will not enter because you have free will. Right. So unless we open the door to the conversations with our spirit team, with mm-hmm. those divine forces that's wanting to help us and support us, right? Our higher self then how are we going to have that conversation? If we just like go, okay, well, I don't know. I can't do this. I'm not worthy. You know, that mentality of lack is what's stopping us from actually accessing this beautiful treasure chest of amazingness that lies out there. The universal wisdom is within you. You Mm -hmm. are stars wrapped in skin. So if you allow yourself to be beautifully courageous and open and ask the questions, the simple questions even if you wake up in the morning and you're angry and you're like well why am I angry today why am I feeling depressed why am I feeling sad and going into that feeling why am I not able to create a business that I love you know to create all of those questions for those people that are here that's leading that's serving that's wanting to lead and serve in a greater way you are the only one that's stopping yourself from doing this and so Um, our loved ones you know our loved ones that's been here our ancestors and spirit they are all here supporting us the realm is so thin right now the realms Mm. or the the veil between realms so thin that we can literally see spirit you know with our own eyes walking around and there is a sense of fear around that and I really want to you know for people that's listening out then you can talk into this as well Katie for people that are that are seeing spirit for people that are seeing things, you know, we're going to start seeing more of the dragon realms, the plant kingdoms, all of those kind of things we already are. And so it's about really allowing yourself, opening yourself to have that conversation with these beings um, and enjoying, like you said, being in nature and seeing the beauty of nature because it's all part of us. We are connected. We interconnected. It's our soul communicating with us in that way. Mm. In, in my first, book I which I was sort of channeling for a long time but there there are components in the book called messages from the other side and they're just sort of these channeled messages and 
And so I was able to look one up really quickly that relates to this. So this is not mine. This came through and it's mm -hmm. in my book. Um, the greatest barriers human have, humans have to receiving guidance are believing themselves unworthy or believing they know better. It takes simultaneous humility and courage to receive spirit guidance. Mm -hmm. And it's so true, right? Like we, I think like once you get through, no, no, I got this covered. What's actually under that is usually a really profound fear. And Marianne Williamson talks about this. Our greatest fear isn't that we fail, it's that we succeed. You know, our greatest fear is, is the expansion. And, and so I think, you know, I've had so many conversations with people where at the core of one of their blocks is like, I'm not worthy. Who do I think mm -hmm. I am to do this? Um, and I think this is why this kind of devotional, relational, conversational approach can really help because, it, and I said it a bit ago, like the universe, our soul, our guides, they will um, sort of carry us down these like beautiful rivers of change but then also our our being changes our body changes our mindsets change the way we like love and support ourselves and regard ourselves change us uh, and 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 so I think some of this is like and I would say this to people like if it feels tedious if it feels like why isn't it working you know this is feeling really tedious I always get images of like cells being activated or certain energy leaving our body or certain awareness coming to light. And sometimes we're not ready to be that changed being or to like hold the version of ourselves that is going to, to do that in a year. And mm -hmm. so it's okay to be in process and it's okay to sort of say, I'm actively being changed and I'm not sure what this is going to bring or here's what I know the calling is. I don't know all the details around that yet, but I'm going to trust that this process, it's kind of like alchemy, right? It's going to burn away what can't stand with me at that new threshold and build up, uh, you know, what in me is meant to be with me at that new threshold. And that takes like a real, a real trust, right? And battling feelings of I'm not worthy. Who am I? Mm, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also a comparatonitis. I call it comparatonitis, where mm -hmm. people are comparing themselves to other people and going like, I want to be where they are, you know, but you're in your own journey at your own time, at your own pace. There's no moving through it faster or slower. It's just what it is. Where you are in the now moment is perfect. And what you do with that now moment is entirely up to you. And you can either go, okay, well, who am I? And, and go into inner inquiry, like we said, who am I? And work with that question. And like, well, who do I want to be? Who is it that's here already for me that I can unearth and understand and love more deeply? And, mm. you know, the cells being activated. I, you know, I love that you say that as well, because yes, we are not the same people that we were yesterday. It's happening second by second, minute by minute. It is profound how we're being upgraded and recalibrated and so our whole um our facial expressions everything the more light we hold within our bodies the more we're changing on the physical level and so the more you release you know that energetic release of things and healing yourself and and, and um, loving yourself more profoundly and more deeply the more you begin to look in the mirror and go actually you know what you're okay 
you're okay in this moment. I can, I can hold you more deeply for what you're going through. But it's because we have lived in a society of fear, slave codes, those slave codes are deeply embedded in ourselves. And so what's happening is when we um, receiving more light, when we're healing ourselves, those, those, the light codes are vibrating and our cells are vibrating. And the alchemy of this is so profound that we are going through a burning away of whatever is not serving us anymore. And when we are accessing the alchemy of our soul, which is the creative fires of source, you know, of God, of whatever you want to call it, that is incredibly powerful. And beneath all of that, beneath all of that, then lies the the messages, the understanding, um, the love, and it, it becomes more easy. It's not a push and pull feeling. It's just flow. Yeah. And that's when you can listen more deeply to what it, it, it is that your truth is, your soul callings. Um, and I think a lot of people get lost in the idea of, I want to be like them, the comparison, you know, being valued, being a valued member of society, having 20 certificates, because that means that people are going to see that I'm someone and that they will do business with me. It no longer works like that. And no longer, um, it is absolutely about your soul. It's um, soul work. So my sessions that I have with my clients, I call soul work because it's soul work. Um, and it's about allowing yourself every single day to come to a space of the present moment and go, what can I do here now? Doesn't matter what it is, whether it's healing, whether it's celebrating, whether it's finding your joy in whichever way you can, but understanding that there is such a mammoth shift happening that you cannot be the same person that you were a second ago. Even here talking right now, we are alchemizing. We are shifting you. We are, you know, sharing energy with each other. So it's like, okay, am I going to waste my life for the rest of my life? Or am I going to do something about my life and actually come here? You know, we've all come here to live our life and to do something specific. So whatever your soul calling is, whatever your soul mission is, it doesn't matter unless you are in this present moment, very aware of who you are and, you know, how much love you have within you, how much light you hold within you and truly being aware of your shadows and how you can navigate them, how you can maneuver through life, how you can interact with the people that you have relationships with. And I just want to add something to this as well. You beautifully also said that you have a small group of people mm. that you have surrounded yourself with. And when you choose you, this often happens. Often yes. people, relationships, situations that do not serve you any longer they will be removed from you. It's part of your alchemy. It's part of your makeup now. And so your circle becomes much smaller. However, your energy is so much more expansive and you yeah. radiate out so much more love and light from you. And that's yeah. okay. You have really clear boundaries around who you are. Yes. Uh, you know, an, an image, a metaphor that comes up often in my past life work um, and just sort of, as, as my guides guiding me to talk to people, like our society has come so far from what's true. Mm. And when, and so I'm often prompted by my guides to remember um, indigenous villages or communities. 
And in those communities, each person had a gift to give. And so for instance, likely were I living in that time, I would probably be the wise woman in the village, right? I'd probably be the one over there in that living space that people would consult with. I wouldn't be worrying about hunting the deer. I wouldn't be worried about cooking the vegetables. Yeah. I wouldn't be over-functioning with the th- for the three people over there, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? I wouldn't be codependent with the person down there. Yeah. I would just be in my space. And it's it makes me sad at times that our society um, is literally built to not allow that. It's literally built to like fracture us, which I think is uh, a way to keep us from our power. Mm-hmm. And and when I think about and I prompt this a lot with my clients, like if you are living in that kind of community, who are you? And just let your soul answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sometimes you're a leader and sometimes you're a thought, you know, a, a thought leader. Sometimes you're the teacher. These really powerful roles, you know, we're not meant to play 15. Mm-hmm. You know, we're meant to go into ourselves and with freedom and a much, and a lot of us have to create freedom in our lives because society doesn't grant that to us, but we've mm-hmm. got to create the freedom to say, no, I'm coming into this role, this person I'm supposed to be. And, and I know for me, it's someone who can sit next to deep, dark, difficult truth. Um, and I think that's a big part of why, um, what I came to the planet to do, but I use that tool with people because you have permission to have a real beef with the way society runs and say, no, no, because out in the universe, I'm not doing 15,000 things. I'm this soul. And I have probably a fairly singular role. (laughs) It's only when I come here that I'm fractured into a thousand different pieces, Mm. you know? But the thing is, you know, rightly so, we have been separated from ourselves from our true divine forces and ourself, our higher self. And the separation is created by our everyday lives, the television, the social media, all of the scrolling on, you know, telephones and all of that stuff, <clears throat> all of that separating us. And so how do we get back to ourselves again? And how do we become a whole, bring all the fractals, because we actually are a fractal part of a whole. So bring all the fractured parts back to a whole here. And remember the bits of ourselves that are really powerful that are determined that are conscious to um our true essence right mm. and when we so how how do we bring that together you know how do we actually say okay well i choose today to go out and walk in nature mm. i choose today to have a nice warm bath and nourish my body and i'm downloading um which not a lot of people know, they know that I'm downloading stuff about the new superhuman, but my book is about how we cannot be here as humans without being human. So we can't just be divine. We can't just be human. We have to be both together. So it's about being really embodied in our human physical vessel, our divinity in order to live a life that we truly love. And as that is happening for us more and more, you know, we are cutting the cords that are actually wrapped around us to keep us separate from our divinity and from understanding how that works in our human physical body. Mm-hmm. So there is there is so much that we need to 
that is going on here behind the scenes, my loves, you know, if you're listening to this, there is so much that's going on behind the scenes. You truly, we cannot even begin to um, tell you all of it, okay? But if there is a one thing that we do want to tell you is that it's okay. It's okay right now where you are. And right now, being in all your fractured pieces and all the pieces coming together into a hole when you're feeling pulled and pushed in different directions, and there's uncertainty and there's chaos and all of that, it's okay to be there. There's nothing wrong with it. But what is not okay is to allow that to stay like that, to allow that to fester like a, a wound, an old wound that is just being a plaster being put over it continuously because you out there that's listening you are needed in this world your magic your medicine that's required and I'm so glad that Katie you have listened to your medicine and magic and your wisdom and everything and you've stepped up into this world and you are making changes here and it's so beautiful to see that more people are awakening to this and you are the way shower of this world and allowing people to see that it's okay, you know, they can do this, they can do this stuff, it's okay to be spiritual, there is, there's been this real separation created around what spirituality actually means for people, I went, I would love for you to talk more into that, mm. what does that mean, what does spirituality mean for you? So for me, spirituality is about being curious, is about loving myself and um, always being committed to self-awareness. Um, it is, as you said about uh, this, how I would talk about it for me, being surrendered to the human experience. So I am a human. I'm not here to bypass being human. Um, I, it's, it's messy and amazing. And so I think being spiritual is embracing that I incarnated here as a human being. Um, and for me, ultimately, I think, you know, my, my one sentence answer is being spiritual is about living from the soul, living congruent with the soul. And that is a journey. And I probably won't finish it before I die. And that's okay. Um, but that's where my values lie. Um, and that's the defining force in my life is does this bring me closer to my soul? Does this bring me into a place of congruence with my soul? And if I can ask myself that question, then, and, and get the yes, then I, then I do it. If it's a no, then I, within reason, don't do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, I think spirituality should make you free to find the deepest truth about yourself. And that if you're not in a spiritual place where that is being espoused, I don't think that's spirituality. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if, if there's anything, excuse me, if there's anything that is separating you from love, from doing what you love, from loving others, from loving yourself, whatever it is, then that's needing to change. Um, and then you have a choice to do whatever you want with it. I just want to see if there's any questions. So just bear with me. Oh, yeah. oh there's some beautiful people on here. No questions right now. But um, yeah, I, you know, I, I want to wrap up this conversation. Um, 
I feel that we've spoken about so many different things right now. <laughs> but if there is one little golden nugget and tip that you want to leave everyone out there that's listening with, what would that be? Hmm. Um, I think that I think that what I'd like to leave people with is is this is the usefulness of spiritual courage. The if if you can say, I'm going to build spiritual courage. I'm going to build that as a tool in my life. It it will help you in the demand that your human life makes for you to integrate your soul. Because the demand to integrate your soul into your human life is never going to go away. It's never going to stop. And I think spiritual courage, right? So that's curiosity, looking looking at it, acknowledging deep abiding truth one step at a time, one devotional log on the fire as you prepare to make change that, that could very likely transform you permanently. I think spiritual courage is one of the greatest tools we have when we are faced with the demand to integrate our soul into our human lives. Mm. And I wish I could give it to everyone. I wish I could magically make it happen um, because it, it reduces suffering, but you will be more peaceful if you engage with spiritual courage. Mm. You just have given it to everybody. <laughs> you just have because your beautiful soul is your message is rippling out to so many people that's listening to it now and that's how it begins it begins with us begins with you you know you sharing your energy you sharing your messages and not being afraid to do so and that then ignites the next person the next person and the next person and it's not up to us to make them you know, awaken at a time that we want them to awaken or do what they want to do. It's about allowing that that beautiful ripple to just go and start unearthing the juiciness within each person, right? Yeah. And then when the time is right, that divine timing, then um, the path of spiritual devotion is so important. Spiritual devotion means to give to yourself, to devote to yourself. And I think that's the biggest message and takeaway from today as well is, you know, to devote some time to yourself, to what makes you happy, to what gives you joy, what sets your soul on fire. Mm. So thank you so much, Katie. What a beautiful conversation this was. And I'm so, so happy to have had you as my guest today. Um, please feel free to have a look. Um, on the podcast I will put Katie's details there and get in touch with her and I look forward to chatting to you again very soon I would love that thank you so much mm, you're so welcome have a beautiful day everyone from my heart to yours I love you